God's people said, amen. amen. Praise the Lord. It's great to see you this morning. Turn, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 as we continue on in our study going through the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, we'll begin reading this morning in verse 23. Heard about the little boy that had been to Sunday school and he had studied about Moses and how they delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt. And his mother was asking him what he learned in Sunday school. And she said, well, we, we learned about Moses and, and how he delivered the people out of Israel and all of that. And she said, well, tell me a little bit about it. How did it happen? What happened? She said, well, the Israelites, first of all, took dynamite and they blowed up all the things around Egypt. And then he said, uh, uh, they had a convoy for us and we, we rode out, we built a portable bridge and we rode out there and then they sent the dive bombers in and wiped out all the Egyptians and everything and then we went on over to Canaan land. And she said, son, did your, did you tell, did your teacher really teach that in Sunday school this morning? He said, no ma'am, but if I told you what she taught, you'd think I was crazy. <laughs> Sometimes when you're walking by faith, you have to you have to kind of back up and, and look a little bit more. And we, we've been seeing that by faith, by faith, by faith. Hebrews 11:23. would you stand please in honor of God's holy, inspired, inerrant, all-sufficient word. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. <clears throat> by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assaying to do were drowned. By uh, Well, let's just stop right there. That gets into next week. Let's pray together. <laughs> Father, thank you uh, just by faith for the joy to be in this place today. Thank you how we've been blessed with the music. I pray the power of your Holy Spirit would continue to work in this place. God, we're nothing, and you're everything. You're the only one that can call people to repentance and save their souls. It's all because of what you've done on Calvary. And Lord, we just exalt you and praise you today and thank you in the name above every name for every blessing that you're going to give today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Moses was born to one of God's people while they were in Egypt. And, of course, the decree from Pharaoh was that every baby under two years old would be killed. And uh, so uh, his life was spared. They built like a little mini ark uh, out of bulrushes and all. And, and the Bible says that they placed it in the river. It wasn't by coincidence. It wasn't by accident. It wasn't uh, a stroke of, of luck. It was the divine will of a perfect sovereign God that Pharaoh's daughter... Uh, heard the baby crying and, uh, and, and pulled the baby out. And then by divine nature, God not only pulled the baby out, but God allowed 
Moses' mother to be hired to raise him for the rest of his life. That's just how good God is. He's a good, good God. Uh, by faith, the Bible says, the parents placed him there. Without faith, we cannot please God. The Bible says in verse 6 of chapter 11, without faith, it's impossible to please God. You say, well, why is that so important? It's important because there are things that you can't see yet that are going to come your way that unless you have faith, you're not going to be able to get through. You say, well, I'm doing all right now. I'm, I'm all, you know, you're doing all right as far as you're concerned. But the Word of God says without faith, it's impossible to please God. There's going to come some times when some financial problems come, and if you don't have any faith, you're going to be up a stream. There are going to be some times when some family problems come. There's going to be some things you don't understand. There are going to be some things you can't see. There are going to be some things that's never been done before. And if you don't have faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, you can, you can go to church without faith. You can work and go to work without faith. But I want to tell you, if you come to the place in your life when you can't figure things out, you're going to need faith to step out on faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, all of these things. Moses enjoyed a life that was spared, but that wasn't just all of it. Moses enjoyed a life of royalty. <laughs> you say, well, uh, listen, David said, I've seen the young and I've seen the old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen it happen. The king knows how to take care of his children. Just understand that. Our king knows what we need, and he gives us what we need. The, the love and the clothing, the food, the table, all of that comes with royalty. We're not just necessarily clothed in clothes. We're clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ because of the cross and because of the resurrection and the empty tomb. Don't forget who you are this morning. Don't forget who you are in Jesus. You're a child of the king. You're an inheritor of the, the richest in all of the world and universe. Don't forget who you are, but don't also forget this, that God has blessed us so that we can bless other people. God didn't bless us so we can hoard it up and say, well, I've got this and I've got... God blessed us so we could bless. And when you find people who are blessing other people, you're going to find people who are blessed. Because you're never going to be able to outdo God. The more you give by faith and by faith trust this and help these and help those and all of this. I know we're living in a world today where everything is anti-Christian, uh, anti basically. It's anti-helping anybody. Those people need a job. Those people ought to get off the way. They ought to, hey, the world ought to do a lot of things. And when we stand before God, we're not going to answer to what the world did. We're going to answer, and I'll be honest with you, this is not my notes, but I'll throw it in anyway. We're not just going to answer for the 10% God said, I want. We're going to answer for the other 90% that God said, I blessed you with. What have you done with it? Mm. Now, I got all off my notes. Let me get back where I'm going here. <laughs> well, goodness, Pharaoh's daughter took Moses as her own son. And he could have very easily said, look, uh, I'm going to lean on my mama. I'm her son. I, I, I'm going to drive the king's chariot. I'm going to sit at the king's table. I'm going to relax. I'm going to enjoy the, 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 the bounty of all of the palace. But the Bible says by faith, 
choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Wow. I want to remind you this morning, especially you young people, if, you, if you've got ears, you need to listen. You, just, you think, well, he's an old country goat. He don't know anything. You better, you better hear me out. Whoever told you sin wasn't fun, they lied to you. Sin is fun, but it's only fun for a season. Drinking is wonderful until you get cirrhosis of the liver. Running around in loose morals are wonderful until you get a disease you can't cure. Watching pornography and all of that stuff, it's all fine until your marriages and your homes are in shambles. I'm just telling you, it can be fun, but it's not going to last. It's only for a season. Wouldn't hurt some of you adults to have heard that too. Maybe you kids can remind them of it when you get home tonight or this afternoon. I, I want to tell you something. I've discovered at my age, it's more fun to have peace. It's more fun to have joy. It's more fun to have contentment. It's more fun to have a, a, a church you can come to and a word of God you can read and a prayer that you can go to anytime, 24 hours a day. It's more fun to have heaven as my home and God as my father and listening for the trumpet to sound. That's the most fun thing in the world sitting on the back porch waiting for the trumpet, especially in this cooler weather. Amen. By faith, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I love him, more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven. Yeah, but preacher, the gas prices and my medicine's costing so much and groceries have gone up and we can't afford to do what we used to do and we've got all of these things and I think that's maybe where Pharaoh and, and Moses is here I think Pharaoh is saying hey can we work some things out I, I want you to be able to worship but, but, but I want you to also be able to be in Egypt too couldn't we work some things out that you could worship with the Jews, and yet at the same time, you could be part of the Egypt. Compromise is what it's called. Now, there's some good compromising. Mexican food is not on my top 50 list to eat, but I do it because I love my wife. <laughs> I don't do it once a week. I don't do it twice a week. I don't do it three times a week. I do it four or five times a week. Because <laughs> I love my wife. There's nothing wrong with compromising. You know, one of the things about compromising, you realize, begin to realize that it ain't all about me. Huh? And so I, I compromise because I love her. This afternoon, some of you ladies, you're going to be mad because your husband's sitting there watching a television, a football game. And you say, I don't, I don't care anything about a football. Well, it don't matter whether you care or not. You love him. Sit down there, and when he jumps up, you jump up. When he hollers, you holler. You don't do it because you love football. You do it because you love him. It's called compromise. But when it comes to the principles of God, there is no compromise. 
There's no lowering the standard. There's no concessions. The dictionary says compromise is a concession that is wrong or degrading. You know, if I give in on my principles, if you want to know what the East Texas slang is for that, I ain't got no guts. I ain't got no backbone. I can't stand. That's an East Texas slang for it. I know what I ought to do, but I'm not going to do it. I know what the Word of God says do, but I'm not going to do it. The very first deacons meeting I ever had in my life, I went to a, uh, in the deacons meeting, and, and we had uh, nine deacons, had 17 in that church, and had nine of them were deacons. I, I'm just telling you. We had a fight. <laughs> I had the first deacons meeting. Because we had a lady that was teaching Sunday school, and she was not a godly lady. She was teaching young people. And she was stepping out on Saturday night, and everybody, every kid knew it. Everybody in the church knew it. And so uh, we, we had to come up and say, what are we going to do? Well, the vote was four to four. I had one guy, God love him, Lloyd, he, he was wonderful. He's a tremendous, he's going to be with the Lord now. But he would always get an upset stomach if there was any kind of controversy. And he'd run out, you know. Well, the other guy that I just knew was going to be the tiebreaker, here's what he said. And I'm not lying. My wife can verify. He said, I know what we ought to do, and I know what God wants us to do. But I don't want to listen to her mama for the next year. So I'm saying, let's don't do it. I'm sitting there saying, well, good grief. And then all of a sudden walks Lloyd. He talked real fast, real fast. I love him. He was holding up a ceiling one time, kept it from falling in on me. He hollered, God bless America and Louisiana too. And I knew right then <laughs> I loved him right up front. He talked real fast. And he, he said, uh, he walked in the room and he said, I don't care what anybody says, dude, we need to go by the word of God. I say we do it. I said, hallelujah. The vote was five to four. We had to listen to some stuff. Hey, sometimes when you stand up for God, there's going to be a little contradiction. There's going to be a little confusion. But God's principles will not be lowered. There's, listen to me. There's, no, there's not going to be no updated version of the Word of God. Now, most of you, you know me. I, I preach out of the King James Bible. This is the only Bible that doesn't have a copyright. In other words, the rest of those Bibles they're making money off of. But the King James it, it doesn't have a copyright. Now, I, that don't make any difference to me. And I don't care which translation you use. I'm serious with that. Make sure it's a translation now and not a just a, a what's the word I'm looking for? Paraphrase. Make sure it's a translation and not a paraphrase. But listen, when you begin to get translations that leave out part of the Word of God, Throw that translation away. Throw it away. Our children don't need a new Bible. They need the same book we're using. They need it 30 years from now and 50 years from now. God don't need to update. God don't need to reform because there ain't nothing deformed about God. He's already right. And his word is right. Egypt is a picture of the world. And Pharaoh is a picture of Satan. And just like the Jews were born in Egypt, they were born there 
I may have been born in Egypt, but I'm not of this world. We're the same way. God says, come out from among you and be you separate. God give us Christians that won't compromise. Let me give you four things here real quickly. Number one, Pharaoh comes. If you flip over to Exodus chapter 8. Exodus chapter 8. I love to hear Bible pages turning. I'm not hearing very many right now. People are always asking me, especially newer people, why don't you all put the scripture up on the board? Because I want you to bring your Bible and look at your Bible. That's why we don't put it on the board. A bunch of lazy. Anyway, <laughs> bring the Bible with you to church. I don't care. Put it on your phone. Do whatever you got to do with it. But Pharaoh comes and he says uh, four different times he gives uh, Moses an opportunity to compromise. He's saying, we're going to let you worship, but let, let's deal with this. Let's figure this out, how the world and God can live in the same place. Let's figure this out. So number one, in Exodus chapter 8, verse 25, the Bible says this, Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron, and he said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. Hmm. In other words, he was saying, you can sacrifice to God, you can worship God, but don't leave the world to do it. You can still participate in the world. You can still be excited about the world, the wickedness and the worldliness and the waywardness and every idolatry in the world was being practiced during this time, kind of like it is now. And every time, listen to me, every time the devil offers you to have part of the world, he's trying to get you back into the world. That's what, that's what Pharaoh was doing. Hey, come on back. Come on back. You can go, but you can, you can worship, but you can do it in the land. Listen, God saves you to come out of the world. I know, you know, I may know Pharaoh saying, look, all those words your kids are hearing and repeating, they're, all of them aren't bad. And I would hasten to say this morning, we blame our schools for teaching our kids bad words when in reality they learned them before they ever got to school. Mm. You can say amen or old me there, whichever one you want to put. All those clothes that the world wears, they're not bad. One of the greatest blessings that we've had in the last year and because of COVID Walmart has to shut down at 11 o'clock now or they choose to because bless God the clothes I saw last night at 9 o'clock in Walmart if it was 3 o'clock in the morning ain't no telling what it would have been I mean come on ladies when you get to be 60 70 years old and you're wearing them shorts where you can see everything good gracious have mercy Some of us got to go home and try to get a good night's rest. And I keep flashing back. Hey, you, you can have your worship. We'll put your little altar there, and you can have your pulpit there, and you can have the Lord's Supper table, and you can take up your offering. But don't leave Egypt. Stay hooked up with Egypt. Then the second thing, he said in verse 28, listen to it. Pharaoh said, I'll let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. 
hey, you can go, but don't go real far. See, if you're a fan at a football game, they'll call you a fanatic. No, that's just the opposite. If you're a fan at a football game, they call you a fan. You get excited for Jesus, and they'll call you a fanatic. Huh? Hey, we're not supposed to... Uh, we're not supposed to do anything. You, you can still sing the world song. Listen to me. When you get saved and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, he says, I give you a new song. Now, now listen to this. You have the new song, and you can still sing that old song if you want to. You can still do part of the world. You can still sing the old song. But the world can't sing the new song. Nobody but the redeemed of the Lord can sing the new song. In fact, the angels in heaven can't even sing the new song. They've never been lost. They don't know what it's like to be lost. Some of you saved when you were young, praise God. But some of you saved when you were adults and gone through a whole lot in your life. And you can sit there and you can remember what you were doing when the Lord reached down and touched you and gave you a new song and redeemed you. Man. Moses said, no, no, no. You want to know why folks go back to the world from church? Because they don't want to cut ties with the world. Now, I, I'm not telling you this morning to be rude. I'm not telling you to throw your people out. I'm not telling you any of that. You want to have the same fun. You want to have the same buds. You want to have it. It's like a dog going back to his own vomit. You say, well, now, wait a minute, preacher. Jesus ate with the Pharisees, and Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house, and Jesus went to the jailer's house. He sure did, but he wasn't partying with them on Saturday night. He was giving them the witness. And I'm not telling you that you have to say anything to anybody. All you got to do is learn to live like a redeemed child of God. It'd be like a room full of rats in here in the dark. When one light walks in in that lighthouse, they'll scramble. You won't have to tell them, no, you can't use that language around me anymore. They'll, they'll, they'll leave on their own. I've always wondered why it's okay for folks to hate what we do. I mean, everywhere you go, I, I hate Jesus. The devil reigns. There's a new satanic worship now. We've got them here in town and all of this stuff. And, 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 and it's okay. Any of that's okay. But the moment one of our kids stands up and says, hey, I love the Lord. Oh, wait a minute. That infringes on people's rights. You can't say that. I wonder why that is. I don't want to offend anybody. I, I just, I, I mean, I love you. I love you enough not to tell you a lie. This word, if it calls it sin, it's sin. If this word calls it an abomination, it's an abomination. And I want to tell you, I, I, I love you from the bottom of my heart. I don't care if it's a preacher. I don't care if it's my children. I don't care who it is. This word is truth, period. You, don't you imagine <laughs> that old Pharaoh probably told Moses, now Moses, let me give you a little advice. Don't get too far away from Egypt. Because you may need Egypt in the future. <laughs> I may know Moses started singing, All I need is Jesus. Amen. 
See, if we're not careful, we're like that. We don't want to get too far out here for the Lord because people in town are going to say, they're nuts. We're not going to have anything to do with them. Well, let me give you number three, hurriedly. He said in, in Exodus chapter 10, verse 10, he says this. He said unto them, let the Lord be so with you. I'll let you go. But your little ones and your wives, you, you keep them here. Hmm. In other words, what he's saying here is you serve God, but you don't have to submit your whole family to God. You, can you men go out there in the wilderness, and y'all serve the Lord, but just the men. Could I tell you this morning, one of my pet peeves is hearing people say, I'm not going to force my kids. That's probably one of the most idiotic statements I've ever heard in my life. If you've been saved. Now, if you ain't been saved, ain't nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's kind of like your kid having pneumonia for three weeks in a row, but you're saying, she's fixing to die, but there ain't a thing I can do because she don't like the medicine, and I ain't going to force my kids to take this medicine. Now, I'm just not going to do that. They've got their own free will. I'm not going to force them to do that. Man, I had a drug problem. I was drugged to Sunday school. I was drugged to church. I was drugged to sunbeam. I was drugged every time we went to church. And when you come out with this cop out about, well, I'm not going to force my kids because somebody forced me and I, I just hate the church now. I don't want nothing to do with the church. You lying. I'll just tell you, you don't want to have anything to do with the church because you don't want to live like a godly person. You'd rather live like a world. That's why you don't want any part of the church. That's why people don't want any part of the church. They'd rather live like the world. Well, uh, now, but now, now, now preacher, uh, <clears throat> I, I think we ought to make sin as bad as it is huh I mean when you see a lady in a black bikini and she's holding up a liquor thing I don't I don't think that's true I think you ought to put a dog vomiting up there because that's what's gonna happen hmm don't and I'm gonna throw this in because I have the other two services I'm not gonna back off on this one either hmm I'm not telling you to disown your kids. You do not need to disown your kids. They're our children. We need to love them. We need to encourage them. But listen to me. Don't enable them. You know why I can't let a child live in my house that dishonors God? Because I've chosen to honor God. And if I've chosen to honor God, I can't let someone live in my house that dishonors God. It's just simple. If they want to cut a fool and act like the devil, hey, you're on your own. But I'm telling you, when you get in the mess, you're going to get out of the mess. Now, when you get ready to repent and live for the Lord, you're welcome. Mm, I won't go no further. Let me give you this last thing. I'm through. He said in verse 24 of chapter 10 of Exodus, Pharaoh called unto Moses, and he said, Go ye, serve the Lord, but let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Your little ones can go with you. The wives can go with you, but, but leave all your material things. Leave all the, the herds here. Now, there's a problem with that because they serve the Lord by offering uh, animal sacrifices. If they're going to go and serve the Lord and they don't have no animal sacrifices, how are they going to offer the sacrifices and serve the Lord? Huh? 
<laughs> you see, you, mm, we're not just talking money, but I, I just honestly, what did you bring to worship this morning? Hmm? Did you bring your sword, your Bible? Did you bring an offering? You, you can't serve God without giving. Let me say that again. You didn't hear that. You can't serve God without giving. And I'm talking about possessions. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about talent. I'm talking about everything. Everything you have, God gave to you. And you can't come up in here and worship God and say, well, I'm not going to give anything. I don't have any money, preacher. What would you do with it last night? Huh? See, you make those choices. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. When you put money in something, the Bible, see, we got that all backwards. We think that if we love something, we'll put money in it. No, when you put money in it, you'll love it. That's what the Word of God says. We're, we're, your, your energy, your possessions, uh, your mind. There's some of you this, in this place this morning. You could solve problems we've got here with just like that. But you're going to sit home and not tell nobody you can do anything. <laughs> you know what he said? Look at verse 25 of chapter 10. Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord. And then verse 26, Our cattle also shall go with us. There shall not a hoof be left behind. For thereof must we take care to serve the Lord our God. And we know not what we must serve the Lord until we come there. He said, let me tell you something. There ain't going to be one heifer's leg left here. When we bail out of here, we're all going we're gonna to take everything we got. There's not even going to be the hair of the sheep left. It's all going with us. Because God gave it all to us. He gave it all to us. <laughs> Energy. Look around, make sure nobody's asleep this morning. Oh, well. <laughs> there, there are always reasons for some stuff. But you know why people sleep in church? Because they gave their energy to the devil last night. May have been a late night football. I know it looked good on Texas. That's late. See, we, we, we got to determine what we're going to do, what we're going to give. I, man, I looked at this choir so full, and, man, they sang, and, uh, you know, uh, it looks like singing their guts out up here, and some of y'all look like a calf at a new gate. I, don't, I told them this morning, I don't even remember the name of the song, but they, the choir does one song that just lights my fire, you know, we were sitting around talking about church. Was the chicken good today at dinner? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, was the salad? Yeah, it was all right. Well, how about the Lord? Was he good? Yeah, he was all right. He's glorious. No, they, they sing some kind of song where it says, glorious. I mean, just make you jump up and down. And, and uh, what's, what's that other word? Glorious and marvelous. I, I, is that a song? Yeah, it, okay. Okay. I thought so. <laughs> Listen. Don't leave your stuff to the devil. You take it with you. Give everything you've got to God. Now, question this morning is, what are you going to give him? That's the question. Some of you, 
need to give him your life and your heart. You can't begin to give God anything until, first of all, you give him your life and your heart. We've been praying. Probably 40 or 50 people have been praying this week for different lost people, calling them by name this week. Some of them in this place today, calling that Jesus would save you before it's eternally too late. Mm. Some of you need a church home. Some need to just come to this altar and say, Lord, I've, I've been kind of sluggish, and I want to get back in tune with you. I, I don't know what you need to do, but I, need, I do know this. Every time we're presented with an invitation, we either will say yes or we'll say no. Father, I ask you this morning, let your will be done in every life in this place. God, for those that need to be saved this morning, don't let them leave here until they're, they're totally redeemed, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and on their way to heaven. There are others that, Lord, other decisions need to be made. We wouldn't presume to know what you know today. But you know every one of our hearts. You know every one of our lives. You know everything about all of us. So we just say, Lord, would you have your way? Do as you please. In Jesus' name. Would you stand with us?